Welcome back, everyone, to the center of college football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, as always, reporting from the center of college football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And let me tell you, it is good to be back. I am real happy to be back. That, you know, it was nice to have a little bit of break for bowl season to watch all those games, but it's nice to be talking to you guys again. Uh, there's really not much to talk about outside of the uh, games that happened during the season, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, we'll start out, you know, we'll do the same games that I talked about in my last episode, and then in the end, sprinkle in a couple extra bowl games that I found extra entertaining. Uh, first off is the Citrus Bowl. Alabama versus Michigan. This game went about as well as everyone expected it to. Uh, except, you know, the first half, Michigan came out swinging. Uh, you know, really showed, hey, we got the power to run with this Bama team. We're not here by default. We deserve this. And then they stopped trying. Uh, they were up 16-14 to 14 in the half and then proceeded to not score a single point for the rest of the game. Alabama ended up... Uh, Winning this game 35-16, completely owning this Michigan offense, uh, really stepping off up on their defensive side of the ball. Alabama did, you know, it's going to be real good going into the offseason because their defense has been very bad this year. Uh, You know, a lot of it was Shea Patterson, though. Granted, uh, he overthrew the ball a lot. I don't think as a whole Michigan played too bad. I hate to put the blame on him, but I think a lot of it was Patterson. So, uh, Alabama goes on and wins their ninth consecutive 11-win season, which is just insane. Um, with that, um, next up is the, um, uh, the, the Alamo Bowl. Um, 11th-ranked Texas, or I'm sorry, 11th-ranked Utah. Texas played like they were 11th-ranked, and unranked Texas. Th- this was a matchup that I was angry about. Because it didn't make sense. Texas was going to get smacked. That didn't happen. Texas beat um, yeah, the, 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 the team that was a playoff contender up until like two weeks ago uh, by, by 20, 28 points. Um, yeah, Texas, uh, they, they won 38-10 to 10, um, against a Utah team whose only losses were to USC and uh, uh, Oregon. Um what? This this doesn't make sense. Um, because you see, you see, U- Utah, um, they they started out eleven and one, and 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 Texas was seven and five. What is going on? This doesn't make sense. I'm so confused. Where was this against? I don't know. A, a five and seven TCU, um, a, a a Kansas team that you almost lost to, um. You know, Texas had a bit of a drop-off, but I think they'll, the, this will be good going into the offseason. Uh, I think they'll be preseason top 25. Uh, I think Ellinger's coming back. I may be wrong. Um, this is just insane for this Texas team. Um, moving on is the Outback Bowl, Minnesota-Auburn. And, man, Minnesota proved me wrong, and, man, I was happy about it. Minnesota came into this game as seven-point underdogs, they were 10-2, and two, but had lost two of their last three games with their only win being against a 3-9 and nine Northwestern in that span. And Auburn was coming in 9-3. and three. 
That's very true. Worst record, but also in the SEC with their three losses being all the top 10 teams, Florida by 11, LSU by three, and Georgia by seven. Coming off that big win against the Alabama Crimson Tide, you know, they had the advantage of being in a border state. You know, this game was played in, uh, um, I believe this game was played in Florida. I, I actually, yeah, this game was played in Florida. Um, but Minnesota, I mean, showed that they got a shot next year, you know, finished up 11-2, and two, which, you know, for this Minnesota program, that's that's really good. I mean, you know, when the last time they had an 11-win season was 1904, you know, for reference, the SEC hasn't even been around that long. There are teams that haven't existed that long. Lots of teams. I mean, Minnesota's on the up and up. I genuinely think they'll win the West next year if they can get past Wisconsin. You know, it'll be a little easier mainly because Taylor's going to the NFL, uh, most likely. So, yeah, I mean, I should have guessed Auburn was going to lose because they have ne- under Gus Malzahn, Auburn has never won a bowl game after beating Alabama, and I think that's just being too overhype. Um, so yeah. Uh, next up was going into the New Year Six was the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I had this prediction wrong. You know, I went back and forth a lot. Uh, but Georgia ended up uh, pulling it out in the end. Uh, they won by 12 points. Baylor starting to, you know, started to look strong coming into the second half. You know, out actually outscored uh, Georgia in the second half, but it just wasn't enough. Um, you know, Georgia won 26-14. Had a great fake uh, field goal uh, that let them... Uh, you know, get ahead, and I mean Georgia. You know, just showed they were more dominant. Uh, and you know, you really got to wonder. Um, you know, what if they hadn't lost to South Carolina? You know, could this team have gone to the playoffs over uh, Oklahoma? I mean, you know, what what looks better? You know, winning your conference championship but losing to Kansas State, or losing your conference championship but your only loss being to LSU. I mean. So, we'll never know. Um, and then next Orange Bowl. Um, you know I can't really say that this went like everyone expected. You know this was the Florida Virginia game. A lot of people expected Florida to blow Virginia out of the water, but they only won by eight. You know Virginia was a sixteen point underdog, but Virginia kind of proved that hey, you know we weren't here because there was no one better. Uh, they kind of were like, hey, you know, we deserve this. Uh, we worked for this. You know, we went 9-3 and three regular season. We deserve to be here. But Florida, I mean, they, they're just too good. I mean, this is – Dan Mullen is an exceptional coach. You know, turn them around from 4-7 and seven to 10-3 and three to 11-2 and two with two back-to-back New Year's Six wins. I mean, that's insane. I mean, I think that Dan Mullen is one of the best – first-year coaches we've had in a long time uh, since probably Gus Malzahn um, in 2013. I mean, this is just astronomical what he's done. Um, so, I mean, keep an eye out for them. I, I really do think that they are the LSU of the SEC East. You know, once they get past that hump that is Georgia, they, they'll be unstoppable. I mean, 
So just watch out for them. Uh, next up was the Cotton Bowl. Look, I didn't see this going any other way. I'm aware of the group of five coming in had a winning record in these bowl games, but a lot of those, you know, were much higher level. You know, UCF was undefeated. And Memphis, you know, lost to Temple. Um, I, I mean, you know, Memphis was lower ranked. They had a Power 5 win, yes, but it was also over a, a um, Ole Miss team. And frankly, I'm kind of wondering if Appalachian State deserved this spot. Um, but, I mean, I guess we'll never know, you know. Penn State ended up winning 53-39, to an offensive slugfest. That was really fun to watch. Um, you know, Memphis led for a while, um, but, you know, just couldn't pull it out in the end uh, against this really good Penn State team, who I still don't think deserve to even be there, but that's whatever. Uh, finally, for the bowl games, uh, not including the playoffs, was the Rose Bowl. Uh, Oregon, I mean, I they are going to finish the season in the top five. Um, they'll, I think they'll be ranked higher than Oklahoma. And I think this team is going to make a playoff run. Um, but, I mean, being in the Pac-12, you know, it's going to be tough. And I think, you know, I, I genuinely think the eight-team playoff is coming because what's going to happen is there's going to be five undefeated Power 5 champions, and one of them's going to have to get let out. You know, we already have three in LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson, and Oklahoma and Oregon are just getting better. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll be this year because Oregon has, or I'm sorry, the 2020 season because Oklahoma or Oregon has to play Ohio State. Um, but it'll be soon. Um, you know, one of these days, you know, it, I think it'll frankly be Oregon or Oklahoma, whoever has the easier schedule, which will probably be Oregon, or whoever has the smallest margin of victory, which will probably be Oklahoma, you know, assuming that it's Clemson and Ohio State and then it's going to be either LSU or Alabama that all go undefeated, all run the table, and one of them is going to get left out. Uh, but, you know, Oregon really kind of proved that they are a top-tier team, um, really turned this program around, you know, were four and eight in twenty sixteen, then seven and six, and then nine and four, and now they're at twelve and two. Uh, and you know these Oregon fans just really have to be thinking, you know, what if we didn't lose to um, Arizona State? What if we didn't lose in Tempe? Um, but it's just one of those things that we'll never really know. Uh, but I think this team will make a playoff run next year. And going on to the playoffs, first off, Oklahoma LSU. Look, okay, this did anyone really pick Oklahoma? Like, like honestly, did anyone honestly think that Oklahoma could win this? I'm sorry. I like Oklahoma. They're they're cool dudes. I like Jalen. I'm a Nebraska fan. We I, I got respect for these guys. But come on, sixty-three to twenty-eight, sixty-three to twenty-eight, ten. Playoff records were broken in this one game. Are you kidding me? LSU was only favored by thir- or 12 and a half, and they won by 35. Are you kidding me? This team is unstoppable. Nobody can tear down L. 
S U. Just, I mean, this this team. I mean, Burrow threw seven touchdowns. Seven, seven touch, seven, seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. That is forty-two points, not even including PATs. I, I, do, do you understand how insane that is? Are you four hundred yards in the first half? Oh my gosh. This was the most historic beatdown I have ever seen. I think this is the second largest beat in playoff history behind Oregon over Florida State. This is insane. Before I lose my mind, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Fiesta Bowl, which was another insane game. Ohio State Clemson. I did not expect Ohio or Clemson to win. I mean, honestly. I mean, Clemson had a lot more closer calls, you know. Yes, they kind of turned their season around, but Ohio State was just crazy. I mean, you know, they had they have wins over five teams currently in the top 25, you know, Cincinnati, Wisconsin twice, Michigan and Penn State, and Clemson had one against Virginia. Um and I think Clemson really let that chip on their shoulder affect them uh, to come in and take down Ohio State. Um, you know, they, they really did feel disrespected, even though I think being at number three was fair. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a genuine fear, I think, for the, you know, LSU and Ohio State for who was going to play Clemson. So, you know, Clemson ended up winning 29-26 um, with, you know, a little... I don't want to say a little help from the refs because I don't think even if that had been called a scoop and score, um, that Ohio State would have been able to win. Um, Clemson proved that they were um, that they deserved to be in this game. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence had that insane seventy-yard run, didn't throw a single pick, while Fields threw two. Trevor Lawrence. And the Clemson Tigers, Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, they all just proved that they were so much better than the Ohio State Buckeyes. And with that, uh, we'll go ahead and move on and start previewing the national championship game. Um, this, this I think, will be one of the most amazing national championship games in recent history. It could, I, I think it could be as good as the 2006 Rose Bowl, if not better. Um, you know, we'll go ahead and recap the seasons that these teams have had. I'm going to go a little more in depth because there's not much to talk about this week. Uh, first off is number three, Clemson. They're 14-0, first in the ACC. Um, you know, some quality wins they got are, um, you know, they beat... 23rd ranked Virginia, 62 to 17. Uh, South Carolina team that Georgia couldn't get by, 38 to three. Um, you know they beat down on you know mediocre slash goodish teams like Florida State. Uh, they beat them by 31, and Louisville by 35, who's not a bad team this year. Uh, you know, had a good defensive stand against Texas A&M, winning 24-10, while Texas A&M was still up there ranked 12. Uh, you know, they have 
some of their best players are, you know, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, um, T. Higgins. I mean, this team has been very good this entire year. Well, on the other side of the coin, you got number one LSU. Number one in the SEC. Um, you know, some of their best wins are against, you know, they they have wins over five teams currently in the top 25. You know, they have, and then one who was in the top 25, uh, they beat, you know, Texas by seven when Texas was still ranked ninth, uh, Florida by 14, uh, Auburn by three, Bama by five in Tuscaloosa, uh, you know, Georgia by 27, and of course, Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl by 35. They have crazy players, um, you know, George Edwards, Hilaire, or I'm probably butchering that name and I'm sorry. Uh, of course, Joe Burrow, the Heisman winner, uh, Thaddeus Moss, just this entire team is insane. Um, you know, a lot of this can be, I'm sorry, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, not George. I don't know why I'm saying George. Um, a lot of this team can be attributed to, um, passing games coach Joe Brady, uh, who really, you know, turned this team from a much more run-heavy team to passing game. You know, no quarterback from LSU had ever won the Heisman. Only one player had, I think it was back in, like, 59, uh, and I believe it was a running back. I can't remember his name, and I'm sorry. Um, you know, they had produced some really good uh, receivers and stuff. You know, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. probably being the most famous. Um, but they, they didn't really have a ton of quarterbacks because uh, this was a much more run-heavy team, and they flipped that. Um, and, you know, got past Bama for the first time. Um, and I, I have to roll with the Tigers on this one. Um, I'm sorry, the Tigers of Death Valley. Oh, wait, they're both the Tigers of Death Valley. Um, you know, one of the announcers on ESPN, can't remember who it was, said that whoever loses this should have to change their mascot and their stadium name. And I think Clemson's going to have to find a new name. Because I think that LSU is going to win. Look, Clemson's insane. And if this was any other year, I, I think they would win. I think they're better than teams like, you know, the 2017 Alabama. the Even the 2016 and 18 Clemson teams, I think they're better than. I think they're better than, you know, the 2015 Bama. But the thing is, they're not going up against those teams. They're going up against the 2019 LSU Tigers. And this team is just, it's, it, it's scary how good this team is. I, I cannot think of a team and a quarterback in recent memory that is this insane. I mean, this is the first Heisman winner to win a playoff game since Derrick Henry in 2015, and the first Heisman quarterback to win one since Jameis Winston in 2013. I can't, or I'm sorry, Marcus Mariota in 2014. The playoffs didn't exist in 2013. This team is just, I, I can't get past the level of talent. Joe Burrow will be the number one draft pick in the 2019 draft, 2020 draft. LSU is going to be your 2019, 2020 national champions. I'm calling that now. And I'm, I've never been more confident picking a national champion. You know, 
a number one th- seed and a number three seed have never won a national championship. And I think a number three seed will have to wait another year to win because I think LSU is going to win it. They are number one. They deserve to be number one. Um, Yeah, that's really all I got. Um, Before I go, just have a couple small things. First off, I kind of had a small idea for the offseason. You know, I didn't want to go <laughs> seven months without posting anything, so I had a small idea. Um, you know, during the offseason, making short little episodes uh, called, you know, kind of like recaps and reviews. Um, kind of short, 15, 20 minute at max, probably closer to 10, little episodes uh, recapping specific teams. Um, you know, you guys send me your ideas, tell me teams you want to hear, and I'll research, uh, talk about some players returning, uh, kind of loosely predict, uh, not set in stone, kind of loosely predict uh, what their upcoming season is going to look like and how I think they're going to be. Um, so yeah, just let me know if that's something that interests you. Um, yeah, I'll be back next week. Uh, actually, I think, yeah, I'll be back next week, uh, for the national championship. I'll review that and that'll be my last full main series episode for the year. Uh, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, reporting from the center of college football, signing out.